As you're making your way back, I want to make one other quick announcement. Uh, next Sunday, March 14th, uh, we are excited because we have uh, the honor of, 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 of uh, hearing something pretty special. So uh, we're going to have Elvis and Angelina, just wave your hands. We are, we are so excited as they prepare to be sent out. Uh, they're, they're a part of YWAM, which is an organization that, that we also partner with. And I'm excited because they're going to share their plan, their vision of becoming a part of what God is doing in, in an area in Taiwan called Jinma. So next week, uh, uh, both Elvis and Angelina will share about what that looks like for them as a family, how we can pray for them, how we can partner with them as a church. We also get to hear Rich translate, so we're excited about that. We can pray for both of those things. He's going to be great. All right. Well, hey, let's uh, let's go ahead and jump right into the text. Uh, man, I just every time we, we get to worship together, it's, it's something just beautiful about hearing the church sing in both languages. The glory of God about who Jesus is is such a gift, and I feel like I don't, I don't want us to take that for granted. Uh, but if you have your Bibles or your phones, we're continuing through First Thessalonians and. This Sunday, we only have three verses to cover. And I'm really excited because at, when I was first looking at this text, I thought, man, should we just move on to the second part of the book? But God, I think, really has something for us as a church in these three Verses. So if you would uh, stand for the reading of the Word of God. And we'll read it first in English, then we'll read it in Chinese. Alright, one, two, three. Let's pray. Father, now as we look to your word, God, we ask that you would again open our hearts and open our ears to hear. 
Lord, if any of us are approaching this text with an attitude of, I've heard this before, I know it. Would you give us as a church, as a community, a spirit of humility, God, to hear again what your Holy Spirit is saying to us? We thank you that even what we're about to do is is a means, is a vehicle of your grace to your people. So Holy Spirit, would you anoint both Yiping and myself to speak rightly so your people would be fed. In Jesus' name. Amen. You know, the first time that I stepped foot in Taiwan, that I came to Taiwan, was in 我是在二零零七年，我是dating阿斯那的time。那个时候呢，我在跟我的太太呢约会。And I remember the, it was the second day that I was here. We're living in Danshui. We're part of YWAM. And I was walking to class with uh, one of my buddies. He's also a foreigner. And, and we're walking. <laughs> Translation is always so much better. <laughs> and, so, and so we're walking to class and, and uh, he was eating something as he was walking. And, and as he's finished eating, he, he sees this can sitting in front of someone's house, and he's like, oh, great, you know, trash can, throw it in there. Kept walking, got to class, teacher began to explain to us some of the customs and some of the important things about Taiwanese culture. And they began to say, you know, listen, if you see these black cans sitting in front of people's houses, they are not trash cans. They are very important. It's where they burn paper money uh, as incense to people that have passed away. It's very important. And I remember looking at this guy's face. His eyes are huge, right? And he's so embarrassed because he's, he's here trying to be a missionary sharing the gospel. He's like, man, I just offended these people. See, culture matters. Culture is important. And no matter if you're from the West or if you're from an Eastern country, culture is important. As, as an American, American culture is known for, I think, two things. Right, we are known for our, our freedom, our independence. We want 
our, you know, our money, we want our free speech, we want our guns, we want. Uh, we, also, <laughs> we also are very ambitious. We, we, want, we want to make money. We have that drive. For, for Taiwanese, uh, Taiwanese culture is, is probably known for its hospitality. It's one of the most hospitable places I've ever been to in my life. Also honor, right? Honor is a big deal. And, and then when it comes to the church, did we know that Jesus actually desires his church, his people, to have a kind of culture? That culture matters. And the culture that God wants his church to have is not just an American type of culture. It's not a Taiwanese culture. But it's actually a gospel culture. And as we enter the text this afternoon, Paul begins to pray for this church that they would have a gospel culture. And as we look at Paul's prayer, Paul's going to talk about two things that I think are essential or foundational if we're going to cultivate and nurture a gospel culture in our church. And the two things that Paul prays for are love and holiness. Love and holiness. And the big idea of Paul's prayer this afternoon is that the purpose of Christ pouring out his agape love to his church is so that we would become a holy people. So let's jump right in, verse 12. Um, verse 12, Paul says, And may the Lord cause you to increase and overflow with love. But this, these two words, increase and overflow, it's the idea of, 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 of God pouring out His love so much that it begins to multiply, increase, and overflow outside of us and into our relationships. It's, it's the idea of having it abundantly. And this word agape that Paul uses here for love is something we talked about actually in the first week. And, and what we talked about it is agape is a very is a very unique term that was only used really in the Christian faith at this time. And we said it, it described 
the the love that God has for His people. We said that God does not love us because we are worthy of His love. God doesn't love you because He sees something in you that makes you lovable or makes Him want to love you. It's even better than that. This, this word means that God loves us. Even though he knows our complete unworthiness. Even though he knows that we don't bring really anything to this relationship, we don't bring anything to the table, God says, I will pour out my love towards you. And so Paul's prayers, he begins to pray for this church. He says, cultivating a gospel culture, growing in holiness, begins with God's love. First John 14 says this that love is this. Love is this, not that we have loved God first, but that He what? He loved us and sent His Son to be the atoning sacrifice for our sins. And in Paul, as he's describing this type of love, we know that this agape love is a selfless love. It's a giving type of love. And so what that means, church, is that God, as who He is, is constantly just pouring out again and again and again His agape, unconditional love to you and to me as His people. You know, as we look at the overall story of Scripture, as we read Genesis to Revelation, we see actually that the normal operating attitude of God is grace, is mercy, is love. That wrath is the exception. But I know that many of us, when we think about God, we, we picture this God who's in heaven just waiting for us to mess up so we've got to fire down lightning bolts or burn us with fire. That's a picture that a lot of people get. But God says that He's a God who is slow to anger and abounding in rich love, mercy, and patience. So Paul says, listen, if you want to grow in holiness and we want to have a gospel culture. It begins by this kind of love increasing, overflowing in our hearts. You know, I find for me there are a lot of different motivations in my heart to grow in holiness that are not good. 
其实，在我心里面，我觉得呢，我想要成为圣洁的有几个不好的一个这个动机哈。And maybe you've experienced this, but guilt is one of those motivations that we often feel. 或者你也有这样子的一个感觉哈，像我来说呢，我觉得心里面常有一种罪恶感。I feel guilty, therefore I need to be a better person. I should be more spiritual and more holy. 我就感觉到罪恶感，然后呢，我就认为自己应该要更更这个属灵一点。Pride can be one. 那或者是另外一个方面，骄傲。I've compared myself to everybody else. I feel like I'm better than everyone, and I need to continue to kind of maintain that standard. 那我就常常跟别人比较，我觉得我比别人好，而且呢，我一定要保持到那样子的一个标准。But Paul here says that one of, if not the main motivating factors in our hearts to grow in holiness, is God's love. 可是，呃，我在这里却很清楚告诉我们说呢，其实第一个呢，要让我们能够拥有这样子一个福音文化的这个动机呢，就是神的爱。And、this is such good news. 这是一个好消息。Because as a pastor, 因为身为一个牧者 ，I'm a sinful man. 我是一个罪人。I have a lot of things in my heart that I want to grow and I want to get out of my heart. 我的心里面其实有很多想要成长的地方，甚至我不要的不好的东西。But I feel helpless at times to do it. But Paul says here we can actually pray this prayer. Lord, would you cause your love to grow in my heart, and that actually teaches us and it grows us into holiness. 那这里呢，圣经呢就透过保罗这样的祷告来告诉我说呢，其实呢，我们可以叫神让我们这样子相爱的心能够增长充足。Uh, Paul says this for the love of Christ does what? It, it compels us. It, it moves us. It empowers us. 那格林多后书呢？这里讲到说，原来基督的爱是催逼着我们，推动着我们的。So the first point, as far as we can see right now, Paul's prayer. 那我们看到这三节，这个保罗的呃保罗的祷告哈，是讲到了第一个重点。Is that is that cultivating a gospel culture, growing in holiness? 就是我们一定要在圣洁里面成长，然后来培养一个这个呃。It begins with God's love. 而这一切的做成都是要先从神的爱开始。And Paul follows his thought, and he says, "Okay, what's the result of you and me being filled to the point of overflowing and abounding in this kind of love?" 那保罗最后就想说，那那他最后的结果呢是什么呢？是怎么样子的？看到神这样子的爱完全的充足，充满我们。He says it begins to actually move and flow through you, where it begins to direct itself to other people. 那这样子，第一个是就讲到说呢，帮助我们呢，可以使人来到神的面前。And so if you look at verse twelve, he says, "I want you to overflow with love for one another." 那在十二节这里讲到说呢，呃，要叫你们有彼此相爱的心永留。When Paul's talking about one another, he's talking about the church. He's not necessarily talking about unbelievers or people outside the church. Right now, he's saying, "I want you to love one another in the church this way." 这里说呢，彼此相爱。这里的彼此呢，不是讲到非信徒，而是讲到教会里面的人。他说要教会的人彼此相爱。Now, if I asked you, you know, in your mind, who is an example to you that just of someone that embodied this kind of love of Christ? 你，我现在问你一个问题。你现在讲到这样子一个彼此相爱的心，哈，你们身心里面有什么样子的一个这个榜样？ I'm sure all of us have someone in our mind that says, "Man, this person, whether they led me to the Lord or they discipled me, they were just this picture of this kind of love." 你们就可能想到说，或许就是那个带领你信主的人，他们就有这样子的一个相爱的心。Well, for the Thessalonians, for this church. 但是对这个
Their example was Paul, Silas, and Timothy. They planted the church. They suffered with the church. And actually, Paul says here in verse 12, I want you to love each other just as we have loved you. He kind of puts himself as an example for the church. And so we want to say, okay, well, how did Paul, Silas, and, and Timothy to this church, how did they love this church? What can we see from this text? Well, you guys, you guys have already covered this. We know that Paul, Silas, and Timothy, they prayed for the church. Over five times, they prayed for the church in this book. Uh, we see them sharing the gospel with the church. And, and the gospel with Paul, it's not just this one-time message that says, hey, I've, I've said it, I believe it, I'm saved. It's an ongoing reminder of who they are in Christ. In chapter 2, we saw that they not only shared their words, but what did they do? So they shared their very lives, their souls. And so for Paul, Silas, and Timothy, they weren't just kind of, hey, here's a book, or here's a podcast, or hey, here's this article that I read that's really helpful. But this kind of love for Paul, Silas, and Timothy, it resulted in giving them lives that they could watch and that they could walk with. And, and so for us talking about a gospel culture, seeing this kind of love in our community and in our church, it creates this vision of us doing life together. You know, I'm not sure about you, but, but I grew up in a different culture. In, in my culture, you could kind of define it as a unloving holiness. Yeah. Right, so it's like we, we care about doing all the right things and being the right kind of people and not watching these movies and watching these movies and, and listening to this kind of music but not this music. Right, as a kid, like I couldn't watch Pokemon because it was wrong. And it resulted in legalism that judged and pushed other people away. It was an unloving type of quote unquote holiness, right? But I think now we kind of have switched, haven't we? Like kind of switched. We, that <laughs> now we, we almost see this kind of unholy love. 
And it's a, it's a type of, of love that says, you know what, I, I don't want to address sin. I don't want to talk about places where we can change or we can grow. I just kind of want to affirm and accept, and I don't ever want to call people to repent. But I just have to ask the question. If Paul loved this church like he loved them, and we see in this book, does he shy away from addressing areas in their life where they need to change and where they need to grow? That's what chapters 4 and 5 are all about. Think about Jesus. Does Jesus shy away from maybe addressing sin in our life or areas that we can mature in? Does he shy away from that? He doesn't. And in the same way, this kind of gospel culture, that's what this agape love looks like. It is a selfless love, not a self-serving love. And I've, and I've, hear, I've, I've heard testimony after testimony about people in our community that, that are operating in this kind of love. We were just in the, in the membership class before church. And it was incredible just to hear just how important just gospel community or a relationship has been to people that have called City Life their home. And then I can see that this kind of thing is happening in our church. There's a gospel culture that's being formed. Paul says, this is the vision that I have. I want you to love each other in this way. But I find for me that whenever we start doing life together or community, things start getting revealed, don't they? And, and I know for me, it's, it's kind of easier to operate kind of like a Pharisee than it is like a disciple of Jesus. Uh, Jesus says this to the Pharisees. He says, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. You pay a tenth of mint, dill, and cumin, and yet you've neglected the more important matters of the law, justice, mercy, and faithfulness. How, I mean, how, how much easier is it just to you know, come to our gathering to sing our songs? To just, to just read our, our Bibles. Maybe to do study after study. But I know for me, I neglect this kind of much needed work of my heart, which is growing in not just a Bible study, but the love of Christ in my heart to love the church this way. And this is why Paul reminds us that as we do life together, 
imperfections, these things will start to rise to the surface. You know, think about your first year, if you're married, think about your first year of marriage. Anytime I hear someone say that our first year of marriage was incredible, I'm always just like, okay. Really? Or like whenever you move in with like maybe a roommate or someone that was like your best friend. Or maybe when you found a church that you want to call home. What begins to happen? No. You just start to notice the cracks, don't you? The, the, the imperfections, like these, these places. And I find for me, not only do you begin to notice imperfections in the other person, but I begin to notice this deep, deep lack in my own heart that I could do nothing about. There are some days that I just do not like who I am. Living life together makes me realize that I struggle with forgiveness at times. I can easily find the temptation of pride and of just holding long accounts, not not short accounts. This I think this prayer is such good news for you and for me. Because Paul says the ability to live this kind of life, the ability to love in this way, is not in your power. Praise may the Lord, may the Lord cause this to happen in your heart. May He do the work of increasing and abounding His love in your heart to live this way. Are we follow through the text? Paul says not only as we abound in love, does it go towards each other as the church? But he says also for everyone, doesn't he? And Paul says, listen, this unique supernatural ability to love like God is giving you. He says it even empowers you to love the very people that are persecuting you, that are difficult, that are hard to love. You know, if you told me, or if I told you that I was the most loving person, and yet I only love people that were like me, that looked like me, that believed the same thing, or liked the same things that I liked. You would say that's 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 you're not the most loving person, that's pretty easy. So Paul reminds us again of this distinct quality of Christian love here. 
。那保罗就在这里讲哈，说这个基督徒他们应该要有一个很有质量的一个爱。He says this agape love that's abounding and overflowing. It's not just directed towards people in the church, but it's directed even to people who are persecuting you and outside the church. 这样子一个充足增长的爱呢，不是只是针对教会里面弟兄姐妹的爱，也同样的要来爱那一些来逼迫你的人。Your part of my testimony is actually about loving a very difficult person. 那我其中自己的一个见证里面有一小段是讲到说呢，我要去爱一个非常难爱的人。There's a guy at at my work. 在我的工作里面有一个人。He's very arrogant. 他非常的自大。Very prideful. 非常的骄傲。Tough to work with. 而且很难同工。Lie to people. 然后常常说谎。And that person was me. 那那个人就是我自己。And there's another person. Aaron Bailey. Aaron Bailey. And he was so patient with me. That 这个人呢，他非常的有耐心对我。He would love me even when I was completely unlovable. 我非常不可爱的时候，他还是爱我。He was gracious with me when I didn't deserve it. 那甚至我不应得的时候，他也非常的这个给我恩典。And I could see in his life this this supernatural agape, just only Christ kind of love. In him to me. 可是呢，在他的生命里面，我真的看到那样子的一个无私阿加佩的爱来对我产生。And I'm sure when we see people like this, or we've experienced this, it reminds us of what Jesus did for us, doesn't it? 那我们真的看到这样子的祷告，就好像是神对我们所行出来的事一样。That this is what Jesus did while we were still enemies of the cross. What did Jesus do? He poured out his love. 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 He poured 首先呢，就是上帝是这一个能够充足浇灌你这个爱的一个源源头。But it also looks like us loving each other in this kind of way. 然后也让我们彼此在弟兄姐妹当中这样子来相爱。And then loving those outside the church. 然后不止如此，我们要去爱教会外面的人。And I want us to remember that this is the Lord's work. If if you walk away from this sermon saying, you know what, I just need to go try better and harder to be a more loving person, you missed it. 如果今天讲到完，你回家你就说，哎，我只是要更多的这个尝试，让自己成为一个更有爱的人，那你就错过了大好的一个这个信息了。Paul says the hope for us to grow in holiness, the hope for us to have a gospel culture is not in another sermon, it's not in another Bible study, it's not in another teaching, it's in the love of Jesus Christ Himself. 保罗说，我们要有这样子一个福音的文化呢，并不是在一个教导或者是另外一卷书里面，而是在于上帝的爱。And Paul ends his prayer and says, "Okay, what's what's the result? Like, what happens when a church begins to operate in this way? What happens is we begin to apply that word to our hearts." So Paul, 呢，他就说，如果当教会呢用这样子的一个方式来应用在个人生命当中的话，最后的结果会是怎么样 ？Verse thirteen. 第十三节。So that he may establish your hearts blameless in holiness. 他就说呢，让我们在主耶稣基督里面呢，心里坚固，无可责备。The basic Paul says, listen, when we love each other this way as the church, God sees that as a holy thing. 那保罗呢，很简单的、单纯的就告诉我们说，当我们教会这样子彼此相爱的时候呢，神就认
When we are operating in loving difficult people that are hard to love, God sees that as a, as a holy thing. And so before we go any further, we talk about holiness. We need to stop and consider something that's very important. Because notice that Paul Notice Paul does not say this. He doesn't say, because you are a holy person, Christ poured out his love to you. That's what all the other religions say. I obey, therefore I'm accepted. I do the right things, therefore I am loved. 这是其他的宗教所说的哈，当你这个被爱的，你你如果是听我的话，你就可以得到祝福。But this is how we act. It's like I will only love you to the degree that you meet my standard.如果说呢，你达到我的某一些标准的时候，我才可以更多的爱你。But the gospel says something completely different.可是这个不是福音。The gospel says that we are accepted, therefore we can obey. We are loved, therefore we can actually grow in holiness. That Christ makes us holy. 所以呢，福音是告诉我们说，是基督使我们成为圣洁。所以呢，是因为我们被接纳，我们才可以去爱。So what does that look like？那这个是什么意思？What does Paul say about holiness？那保罗他是怎么解释圣洁？He says in verse thirteen, may he establish your hearts。在十三节哈，这里呢，他讲到说，愿神来坚固你的心。Now I think this is so important because before Paul moves into the commands of, hey, you should do this or you shouldn't do this. 因为在保罗还没有告诉他们说你们应该要做什么事情之前，Paul knows that all of our actions, our sins and our other actions, they have the root in our hearts.那保罗他知道，其实做任何事情的一个行动呢，我们心里面都已经生了一个根了。And so Paul prays here, hey God, don't just change their behavior. This is what all other religions kind of go for. But he says. God does the deep work of changing our desires, our hearts, our thoughts. And this is something I know that I often forget in parenting. It is so easy for me with my kids just to address behavior after behavior after behavior. But the best thing that I can do is, is just constantly point out to my kids their need for a savior who can save them, not a teacher who can change their behavior. And so Paul says, God sees your heart. He says he wants and he desires and he establishes our hearts, our desires, our thoughts, our motivations in holiness. Now when I say holiness or I use that word, I wonder what kind of comes up into your mind. Right, I, I had a, an experience one time. And there was an older lady at this, at, this, at this church that we were a part of. And, and she was considered to be just like the, the holiest person in, in the church. And when you would go and talk to her, she would not talk to you. She would just sit there and just pray. And 
在那祷告。And she would just pray the whole time. And you're trying to talk, but she would just sit there and just pray. 你就是在跟一个祷告的人讲话。And people thought, man, super spiritual, super holy. 所以大家看他的时候，就说哇，他好属灵哦。And, and maybe that's what you think of when you think about holiness. 可能呢，你讲到这个圣洁的时候，你就认为这样子的行为就是圣洁。And、when the Bible talks about holiness, 圣经怎么说圣洁 ？It is true that it talks about the purity of God. 那当然呢，圣洁是讲到神的纯洁。Because God is holy, that we can absolutely not charge God. With any wrong, he cannot be charged with any wrong. And yet, as I was studying this passage and just reading some notes on it, something really popped out to me. The holiness of God is not just what He separates or He sets Himself apart from. 神的圣洁并不是说他把他自己呢从某一些事情分别出来。But it's also what He devotes Himself to. 而是不止这样子而已，而是呢，他甚至把他自己投身在某一些事情上。Look at this text, Isaiah six. 我们来看以赛亚书第六章。For a lot of us who've been in church and know this story, Isaiah gets the privilege of going to the throne room of God. 那我们知道，在以赛亚书讲到呢，以赛亚有这样子的一个荣幸，他进到神的这个宝座前。Angels are going everywhere. 然后呢，天使就到处的走。There's a big robe in the room. 然后叫呃，这个这个房间里面有很大的一个这个圣袍。In in in heaven, the angels are are declaring this about God. 然后在这里呢，这一些天使就是这样子来宣告神。And it says, and they called one to another, holy, holy, holy. 然后他是这样子的，在彼此的高声呼喊说：“圣哉，圣哉，圣哉。”Is the Lord of armies? His glory does what? 啊，讲到说呢，万军之耶和华，他的荣光如何 ？It fills the earth. 他的荣光充满全地。That the holiness of God is not just something that he he sets himself apart from, but it's also what he's devoted to, which is his glory, which fills the entire earth. 神的这个圣洁，并不是只是让他从某一些事情分别出来而已，而是他自己也投身进来，就是像我们看到这个全地都被他自己的荣光充满一样。And so, and so taking that for us, if we want to grow in holiness, if we want to be a people of a gospel culture, 如果说我们自己要成为一个有福音文化的这个地方的时候 ，It isn't just abstaining from sin. That is important. That's a work of the Holy Spirit. That is part of our holiness. 那当然呢，并不是只是要我们不要去碰触罪，因为当我们没有犯罪的时候，我们没错，它是圣洁的。But it's also being a people. 但是同样的呢，我们应该要成为什么样子的人 ？Who are increasing? 我们是要一直增加。Who are overflowing? 我们一直要不断的涌流。In God's love. 是增加不断涌流神的爱。For the purpose. 为了什么目的 ？Of being devoted to the glory of God and the fame of Jesus. 目的就是让我们能够投身进入到要来看见耶稣自己的名声被高举。And Paul tells us that having a gospel culture, a holy church, a loving church will be a church that exists and devoted to the glory of God. In the fame of Jesus. So, this kind of a full of love church, is that we need to see God's glory shining. The reason this is so. What reason is this? Close. It's because God is both a God who is holy. God is both a God who is love. You know, sometimes I know people have asked me this, and I'm sure maybe you've had the same question. If God is God is love, if God is love, 
Like, how can he also be righteous or just, holy? Or maybe you have this question, well, if God is holy and righteous and just, how in the world can he accept and welcome unrighteous sinners? And the answer is the gospel. It, it's the cross. It's the reason that we do not have to choose between do I want to be holy or do I want to be loving is because God doesn't choose. That God says on the cross, He did not compromise His love. Romans 5 8 says, God proves His own love for us that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. God's love is demonstrated through the gospel. What about His holiness? What about His righteousness? God says, God presented Jesus to demonstrate His righteousness through the cross. The answer to how can God both be holy and how can God be loving, the answer is the gospel. We see it perfectly in the person and the work of Christ. That Jesus is the most holy person who ever has lived. That Jesus is also the most loving person. And it's because of the gospel. Paul ends his prayer. Once you guys to see this with me as we close, he ends his prayer. Paul calls this church, this community. An imperfect community. Church that needs to grow. Church that has mistakes. Calls them saints. Isn't that interesting? That Paul calls them the very thing that he's asking them to grow into. That is the beauty of the gospel. Yeah, but the Bible says that we are both at the same time sinner and saint. Those are both true about who we are. And I confess that I, I probably, if we sat here and compared, I bet I would be one of the biggest sinners in this room. I know that to be true. And yet Paul reminds us that holiness, that righteousness is not something that we attain by our own work. But it is given to us through the righteousness of Christ, completely free and unconditional through faith. And so we can say, a gospel culture looks like a bunch of sinners 
Growing into saints. Because the mercy and grace of Jesus. You know, one, one pastor said that the gospel speaks to our greatest fears. He says all of us want to be known. But we know that uh, if people actually love us but they don't really know us, he's like, that's really shallow. We don't feel like they really love us because if they did really know us, they probably wouldn't love us. Paul reminds us, he says, in the gospel, we are fully known, fully known for who and what we are, and yet fully loved and accepted through the work of Christ. And so let's call the, the worship team back up as we respond to God's word. But, but as they come up, I do want us just to take a moment. Because as a pastor and as a fellow sinner, I know this is something that I desire for my marriage, for my family, for this church. And throughout this week, I just had so many moments of just repentance of saying, man, Lord, I miss it so much. I'm driven by so many other things than the gospel than your God they love. And so let's stand and I want to give you a couple things to think about. But Paul is calling us not to have to choose between being loving or being holy. It says that a, a holy church will be a loving church. A loving church will be a holy church. But I really believe that if we want to be a church that lives out this kind of gospel culture, it just begins by recognizing our own need. Our own lack. And our own just weakness that we need not to rely upon our own ability to love people, but we desperately need the love of Christ to increase and, and overflow in us. Do you have that need? Do you recognize that need? The Bible says that he fills the hungry. He lifts up the humble. He heals the broken. This is where it starts. And it has to begin with us. And we want to be people who pray for this kind of love. 